Blog Talk Radio. Switches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So, if bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk of any kind might upset you, this may not be the show for you, but I kind of think it is. Desperate House Switches is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your amazing witching needs. And don't forget to pick up a copy of Utterly Wicked, Dorothy's most recent book and a real bestseller so get it while it's available anyway my host my co-host for the hour is my friend joe graham established writer y'all know her y'all love her hey joe how you doing good how are you Raina? i'm good i'm surviving you know we got through the tropical storm i am covid free i am rain free and there are moments where I am brain free, but I'm hoping tonight we can have some conversation about what's been going on. Well, you know, a lot's been going on since um, the last time we spoke. There's been a whole bunch of, you know, changes to the world as we know it as far as I think the last time we spoke, the restrictions were about to be lifted or had just been lifted. As a matter of fact, I don't think yes, they've been lifted so. yet, have they? No, yeah. they haven't Okay. Yet. We were just about to. So I think, I mean, and the first thing I thought of, actually, when restriction got lifted, I was like, I wonder what Joe thinks about this, because I'm not so sure. I think it was premature. What do you think? Well, you know, it's hard to say, because I, I, first of all, I am not a scientist, and I'm certainly not a medical professional. And so what I've been doing all along is I've been following the CDC guidelines strictly and, you know, resolutely from the beginning. And, you know, I feel like (sighs) that perhaps they didn't understand how resistant some communities were going to be to vaccination. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think there's really – three different factors in that and you know they haven't really they didn't really focus on that they focused on mm-hmm. how do you get vaccinations to people and that's their job as medical professionals but why people might not do it for both you know right. understandable reasons and less understandable ones um you know they're not social scientists that's not their ballywick so of course yeah. But I find it concerning that, you know, with all the propaganda against getting the vaccination that we heard from the previous administration, for folks who don't remember, uh, the, the former president actually contracted COVID and was treated and got the vaccination. And it mm-hmm. concerns me how 
certain sections of the population knowing that, or maybe they don't remember it. I mean, I know we tend to have, you know, when you have this much bombardment of information, it's hard to remember what's actually what. But if I do remember correctly, he was vaccinated, correct? Yes, he was. And so was his wife, so was his son. I mean, and, you know, I kind of think this has taken on a life of its own in some ways. I was reading today, um, Arkansas has the lowest vaccination rate at only about 30%. And the Republican governor of Arkansas is begging people to get vaccinated, and they won't. You know, there was a point where this was coming from the top. But I think this has taken on a life of its own at this point. And, you know, it's not about can an elected official on the other side of the aisle say something and have this go through. It, you know, it's too entrenched. And I I don't know what you do to, to combat that. I mean, you know, I understand that there is always going to be a resistance when it's the quote-unquote other side. But when it's your own side saying, listen, you have to do this, and they're still dug in, I mean, I don't, I don't know how Once something becomes folks. a feature of identity, then it's mm-hmm. very hard to change someone's mind because it's betraying the other people who share their identity. And the same article with the governor of Arkansas was interviewing an emergency room physician in Little Rock. And he said, look, people Mm -hmm. are coming in here sick enough that they need to be hospitalized. And what they're saying is, I thought it was a hoax. I believed this was a hoax. I didn't think it was real. If I had thought it wasn't fake news, I would have gotten vaccinated. Um, yeah, and I, I, and I, I you say to that when, when you've been trying to tell people it's not a hoax, you know, it's not, I, I mean, I don't know what to do in the, because I actually work with people like this. And yeah, I think you I, have I to have, have a, a credible messenger. Yeah. Some kind of credible yeah. messenger because, you know, there is fake news and, the other thing is I don't want to gloss over is that some communities that are very resistant to government vaccination or government medical interventions are so for good reason. You know, there has been, Mm -hmm. especially in various minority communities, institutional governmental medical abuse and not, not in the distant past. And so when, you know, someone from the government says, Oh, well, I promise it doesn't do anything. Give me your kids, give me yourself. Let me we'll, we we we're we're the experts. You know, uh, there's mm-hmm. reasons why people would be hesitant to believe that. Um good reasons sure. why they would be hesitant to believe that. And that's why I think it's all about the messenger. It's about someone who mm-hmm. is trusted to be telling the truth about what does it do and you know, what are its side effects? And 
certainly I am not saying that people should not get vaccinated. I am absolutely 100% in favor of people getting vaccinated. But, you know, I think in certain communities, there's a reason why people are distrustful of government medical initiatives. Oh, granted, I, I absolutely agree with you. But that's not even what I'm seeing. What I'm yeah. seeing are... What I'm personally, and now I can't speak for all areas, I can only tell you what I've seen. And where I am in our state, it's really these hardline folks who are like, you know, it's a Democrat hoax, which is a line I still hear. And when yep. I mention the fact that, you know, the person they supported uh, got the vaccination, I've been told that. That's a Democrat hoax, too. Yep. So um, I'm like, I, but, but here are facts. No, that's, that's, your, main, that's your, your liberal media spreading lies to try to convince people to get the vaccination. And I'm like, you know what? There's no place for me to go. I, I, I just have not found anywhere after that that we can continue to have the conversation. I think that's true. It is. That's terrible. And, you know, I think the only thing to do is hope that someone else will be a more credible messenger. Not that you're not credible, but that you're not credible to them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because they're not hearing you. And, you know, I don't think there's something that you can say that will cause them to hear you. Once they've decided that everything is a lie and a hoax, um, you know, I don't know where you go. And this whole, you know, the the, the Delta variant, I I don't know if people thought it wasn't going to mutate or it wasn't going to mutate so quickly. You know, when we used to go get flu shots, they would say, oh, you know, next year's flu is going to be stronger, but it was like a year. It seems like the Delta variant um, came on following a series of other variants kind of suddenly, or is it just that it seems sudden in light of everything else? Well, I think it seems sudden, but, you know, this has been going around with literally millions of people for more than a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was there was going to be a serious variant that emerged inevitably with those kinds of numbers. I think. Um, I agree. You know, yeah. you know, but, but and there's so going there are going to so be more. Frightening. Oh, there are. You there's think going, going to be, be even worse than the Delta. I think there will be others because as long as we have unvaccinated clusters those are going to Uh be breeding grounds for new variants. And that's the danger of these unvaccinated clusters. When you look at a state that has 30% vaccination, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that's going to create a a Petri dish for new variations. But the problem that we hit always is you can't make people. Right. Trying to make people do it would break the bedrock principle of adults have the right to make their own medical decisions. Yeah. 
And I agree with that. It just, I, the thing that upsets me is that a lot of their belief is predicated on a lie. And unfortunately, it just seems like some folks need, you know, if it doesn't hit them close to home, then it's not real. And it, it worries me because, I mean, I've seen yes. folks, um, the folks that I call true believers, as it were, um, you know, their families have gotten sick and they mm-hmm. still refuse. And I, it's like, but how do you explain away your dad getting so ill that you almost lost him and, and the doctors told you what it was and you're still not, not willing to, to try to come along with us on it to, to try to stop it. And I just find it so upsetting and, you know, and listen, I'm, I have some friends who are like this, and, and I don't want to lose mm-hmm. my friends, but I, I'm scared that I'm going to. You know, I, my own mom I wish is like I, this. You know, I wish I could think of some better way, but I can't, unfortunately, you know. If know. people just refuse, there's there's a limited amount we can do as friends or as children or anything and that's very upsetting but I do think in general things have gotten better oh absolutely oh no I I completely I completely agree Um, and I I mean I've seen you know the light of day on, on, on some things that I thought were just going to be horrible forever so I mean I can't say that everything is doom and gloom. It's not. Um, but there are still these concerns. And now, you know, with, with them wanting to reopen schools, um, you know, we're, we're concerned about, about kids going back to school um, and not being masked or not being vaccinated because a lot of folks, not only will they not get vaccinated, they will not allow their children to get vaccinated. And my... My feeling about that, and and I know I'm a little myopic when it comes to my view, but the fact is is that I wouldn't send my kids to school without a polio vaccination or a or a you know rubella vaccination. I kind of liken it to that, but I don't see that people necessarily agree on that either. And I I'm just wondering why there's a disconnect with that. I mean I'm. Obviously, I don't expect you to have all the answers to this. I just, these are just the things that I think about when it's like, oh, my God, you know, Joe's coming on and, you know, she understands <laughs> how I feel about all these different things. And it's like. Oh, I, I hear you. I am completely, you know, worried about it, too. But, yeah. I, you know, the only thing I can do is make sure my kid's vaccinated. That's the, that's the thing yeah, I can exactly. do. And, you know, yeah. I can't make and someone else get their child vaccinated, unfortunately. And what do you think the best the best way to go about the, the reopening of school is? Do you think it should just because I think it should just all be everybody wear a mask? Well. Um, I'm of two minds, and one of my minds is my younger daughter is special needs, and wearing a mask uh, 
keeping a mask on her during the day is nearly impossible. Um, okay. She just she just Damn. won't comply, can't comply. Um, and so I think keeping masks on kids, particularly special needs kids or younger kids, is a losing battle. I mean, there is no way you would need a, a aide sitting with each child pulling their mask up every three minutes. And, you know, I just... I just don't know how you would actually do that. And the the students yeah. who are most likely to be compliant and do it and understand it are the high school students, and they're the ones who are vaccinated. So Yeah. That, it's, you know, yeah. I just don't know how to do it. Um, yeah, me neither. And, you know, just thing. imagine trying to keep masks on a class of first graders I mm, true. I just yeah. I just don't think you you know you effectively can. Um, yeah. No, that's true. That's, You're that's, right. You and you know I was I was concerned. You know I've heard recently that well yesterday as a matter of fact that um, Pfizer is talking about a, a third shot and I'm I'm mm-hmm. like just wait <laughs> Moderna will be right behind them give them a few days. And, um, well, you know, if they if it needs I, a booster, that's fine. You know. Uh huh. I've we've done and boosters think, for but those. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say we've done boosters for other things. Sure, and uh, you know, I listen. I get a a flu shot every year. You know, if I have to get mm-hmm. a if I have to get a COVID shot every year. It's, pretty much the same thing in my opinion, you know, for me. Yeah, me too. Um, I, don't, I don't see any difference. But, you know, I guess as long as those of us who have the wherewithal to continue to get the vaccine, you know, as long as we're doing everything we can, I mean, I just I just wish I could protect everyone and it just doesn't seem possible. And, you know, I I think we're you know you know because we we've talked about it before that you know the end of the stress and the end of the strife and the end of the fighting is far from over. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. This summer, in yeah. some ways, I think is kind of a it's kind of a respite. It's kind of a lull. Things have improved, yeah. and on a lot of fronts. Yeah. You know, we're not all stuck in our houses all the time. The economy is not completely crashing. Um, You know, things are improving. And on a national scene, things have improved. But we're not done. Unfortunately, we're not done. And the last thing people want to hear at this point is there's more coming. But, you know, this is a chance to kind of rest and try to get ourselves back on an even keel and mm-hmm. you know, take this time to repair. <laughs> this is this is the moment between storms to re- try to repair your roof a little bit before the next yeah, storm. Yeah, you know, comes. And, and exactly. And you know, the fact that we've talked about this so much, I I I don't really rest with it because it's like I. I'm just waiting for the uh, the rest of it to drop because, you know, getting the 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 January sixth commission together 
was very difficult. And, you know, we're looking at all the changes to voting laws um, Mm -hmm. that the Republicans are trying to implement and make it harder for folks to vote. And it just seems like the window, because people are resting now, they're not really paying attention to what voting is going to look like for the midterms. And that terrifies me. Yes. Yes. And, you know, it's so, people are exhausted. Everybody is so mentally and emotionally drained that trying to get people active about something, you know, it's just not the time in a lot of ways. And unfortunately, there are these threats. But at the same time, you know, I look at my email and somebody wants me to come to a committee meeting about something or other, and I'm just like, can I really, can I really take on a committee? Can I really do that right now? Yeah. And the answer is no. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. I'm feeling up for anything extra right now as far as, like, community work or or phone calls or, I mean, I'm just, my brain is still tired Mm -hmm. from the last administration. And I know that might Mm -hmm. seem very childish, but for some of us, it was literally exhausting. Like every single day. Yes, it doesn't sound childish at all. I think especially Gen X people have been carrying the world. We have been carrying, how do you keep things functioning? How do you keep education functioning? How do you keep your family functioning? How do you keep your elders? How do you keep younger people functioning? The world has been on our shoulders, and we're exhausted. And the idea of taking on another challenge right now. I have to thank you for the compliment, but I'm a boomer. I'm at the very end of boomer, but I'm... Okay. Yes, ma'am. I will be sixty in October, so I'm, I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, I'm, no, I'm no. no. You're not a girl. boomer then. You're you're Gen X by a few months. <laughs> by some, oh. at least by some of the reckonings. <laughs> if you were oh, born well, in 1961, you. you're a Gen X by like a few months. You you have your nose over the line. Oh, well, I- I know, I know, but the Gen Xers like to tell me I'm a definite boomer because I'm in the 1961 uh, year, and then, you know, uh, my friends are like, you're not really a boomer, but I'm like, yeah, kind of am according to the years, but that's okay. I don't have to think like it, but, you know, it is what it is. But I'm I'm, I'm incredibly nervous. Listen, I'm never going to need an abortion, but I know people who might, and I'm concerned for them. I'm concerned for the, the potential of lost freedoms that we're about to face, you know, and I don't mean like next week necessarily, but these are the things that happen when you have a very right-leaning Supreme Court. And, you know, I used to beg people when it would be presidential election time, I'm like, you don't have to like the person at the top of the ticket, but you do have to remember that that person will appoint Supreme Court justices. And that's even, in my opinion, more important because that sets the tone of of the country for for decades to come. 
Well, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, we just, we've done what we could do in the last election, in electing Biden yeah. and electing both chambers. But, you know, I think, you know, other yeah. than working on voting rights, other than preparing for midterms, what we need to do at this point yeah. is be in shape so that we're capable of doing anything, you know. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Sure. And if we all completely exhaust ourselves and we're not anything but wads of paper by next summer, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, then we're not going to be able to do anything when we're going into the home stretch. So, you know, I guess if, yeah, you're right. if I were talking about seasons of winter, um, like in my book, one mm-hmm. of the things I would say is yep. if you've got a respite between storms, if it's better for you, the listener, personally right now than it was, please rest. Mm-hmm. Please tend to your mental health, your financial health, your family, the things that you need to do because you need to be ready for the next challenge. And if you're completely trashed, you're not going to be. Yeah. So, you know, give yourself the break between storms to do the things you need to do. Because there is going to be another I know. I'm bad about it because I'm addicted to the, and I admit it, I'm addicted to the news. I, I feel like, if I've taken, and I have this terrible thing about guilt when I stop watching, like I went and, and stopped watching the news for about three weeks, and I felt like, oh, my God, I'm missing everything. I don't know what's going on. Something is going to, it's almost like something's mm-hmm. going to sneak up behind me, like Trump's going to come back. And it, it terrifies me because, you know, he kept saying and, you know, he was going to be reinstated in August. I mean, yes, half half of everything he says had been proven to be incorrect, but you never know. His supporters are around the bend, some of them, and you just don't, you just don't know what folks are capable yeah. of. Like, the person I'm, I, I work with who's the biggest Trump supporter is out of the office for the next six to eight weeks. Now, they're saying... It's an operation, but I'm like, is is there another insurrection coming? I mean, I, this is this is stuff that goes through my <laughs> yeah, mind. I know. Yeah, and you know, we can't help but think those things. And oh my god! And at the same time, you know, the news is exhausting. Um, with the tragic condo collapse in Florida. I told myself after a couple of days, I said, I cannot read these news stories anymore. I cannot watch this anymore. And you know what? Every single one of those people is going to be exactly the same whether I watch it or not. My watching it, my bearing witness to, to their tragedy does them no good. All it does is burn me out. No, and you're if right. It I know anyone, you're right. If it helped yeah. anyone, then it would be worth doing. But it doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, there's a time when we've just got to say, what are the things that we need to pay attention to? Because this contains information that's life and death for us. And when is mm-hmm. it that we are simply hurting ourselves when... Yeah. 
there's no good that can come of it. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> it's hard to turn away from it. But at the same time, you know, if it was your neighbor, you'd be out there helping. But it's hundreds right. of miles away. Right. And there isn't anything you can right. do for them. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard because that's that's one of the strange things about our national society is that we feel like we know people we've never met. We feel like things are yeah. close up and personal when they're very far away. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we're, I think it's the need to try to relate to folks and, and to try to, you know, find, I mean, we're, I think we're still fighting to find common ground with the people we disagree with, because I think if we try to do that, we feel like there might be a way in to convince them that, you know, that there's another way to look at things. And I know that's very pie in the sky, and, and I tend to try to think that way because, I don't know, I, I just have hope. I do. I, 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 want, I want it to be well, I all certainly don't okay. want to smash your hope, Raina. Right? I don't want to smash your hope. <laughs> I know. No, I, it, it, it's, it's, but no, we have to be realistic about what we as individuals can do. It yeah. may be that someone, that someone is the right messenger to reach people. Yeah. But I know. if you try no, to talk about it, makes perfect you know? sense. Yeah, no, and what you're saying all makes 100% perfect sense. It, it it just does, and uh, I wish I had a way of, rec- like, you know, you know things in your head, but your heart tells you something else, or you know in your heart, yeah. your head tells you something else. I'm still, like, I'm still in that space of, if I can just change one mind, if I can just get one person to listen to me, maybe it's one family that won't have to suffer, or... You know, yeah. Yeah. one person in my life that even though I don't agree with them, I mean, just because I'm mad at you for being myopic, you the general you, doesn't mean I want you to fucking die. I don't. I want yeah. you to be okay. Yeah. And I just, yeah. you know, it's like seeing somebody heading towards a wall and you're like screaming, you're going to hit the wall. You're going to hit, please don't hit the wall. Please don't hit the wall. And then they hit the wall. And you know, you you said everything you thought you could say, and it still didn't take. And it's like, but I freaking stood here screaming that was a wall, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I different do. parts I of do. our state yeah. even act differently. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we're in the same state, so it's like you understand yeah. what I'm talking about as far as. You know, different parts of the state that that Joe and I live in behave differently, and it, it it's it's kind of crazy because it like stuff. It's so it's such miniature. You know, it's about particular communities, and where I yeah. am, a lot of the vaccine re- reluctance is from 
marginalized and oppressed communities who don't trust that the stuff right. like you have more of the hardcore Trump supporters. And those are Correct. completely different exactly. communities with completely different issues of, with the vaccine. And exactly. Exactly right. Complete, and, you know, and it's, we live, what, three hours apart? <laughs> exactly. I'm in Charlotte, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing how people who live in a relatively close area can have such diverging views of what's actually going on and what reality is. I mean, you know, the the desire to rewrite history as far as what happened on January 6th with the insurrection and, you know, a lot of people trying to say, oh, it's not that big a deal. It was, you know, just some people expressing their opinion. No, people were injured. People were screaming to kill the vice president. This was not just uh, a field trip gone awry. It was a lot more than that. Yeah. Yes. And that, that is one reason why I say we're not, we're not done. We're not done. There's Mm -hmm. more of this Mm -hmm. to come. And you know, the, yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's, that's I wish we were done. I know. I do too. I wish you know, we were done because I'm so tired now. <laughs> I know, but you know, you're the one who clued me in because you wrote about this before any of it happened. So, um, oh yeah, I, I wish I'd you know. Wrong. I, I wish I'd been wrong. And, of course, the other thing is, what? No, I'm just saying, yeah, but you weren't. So we kind of have to deal with the reality of the situation because you did give us, I mean, you wrote Winter and, um, the you know, the follow-up book. And the Great Wheel, yeah. You know, the Great Wheel and Winter. And, you know, these books that you wrote, were kind of the roadmap to indicate that this was all coming. Um, And the fact that it's not over yet is also in there. So I I just want to remind folks that Joe wrote about this in advance. So the books are available. Yeah, you know. I mean, not for for nothing, but there's that too, you know. Well, we've got about, you know, I would expect this to be clearing in 24 or 25. Mm-hmm. So we've got three or four more years. You know, we're not at mm-hmm. the very beginning, but we're not right. We're not at the end. We're somewhere in the middle. And, um, you know, in the middle, one of the things I say in my book is in the middle, you just have to forge forward and do what you're doing. You can't change track. Yeah. You can't you just have to do what you do. You have to Yeah. You know, that, and that's hard um, because you know, yeah. when when you've read when somebody's read The Great Wheel and Winter and Winter, they're two separate books. Um you know, you know more. So there's like this whole other layer of concern 
because you've got the the forewarning and the knowledge and you know this isn't the end. And you just wish you could say to everybody, did you read these? Because here's the roadmap and we're in for a really rough time. And, and you laid it out very clearly. And, you know, I'm glad we're no longer, you know, we're, we've, we've hit the end of the beginning, but we, we're nowhere near the beginning of the end of this. Yes. As you and had pointed out. I see you quoting Churchill, and that is very <laughs> apropos because that's what he said um, in 1941, uh, you know, exactly 80 years ago when he was, he was standing where we are standing now. It's not mm. the end, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. And yeah. that is exactly where we are. That is, that is exactly what you said. Was that quote was exactly, well, absolutely point off. Yeah. I just, I just hope we don't. I mean, it's. I know that there's going to be suffering, and I know that there's going to be pain, and I just wish there was a way to avoid it, lessen it, but I know we have to go through it, and, you know, the fact that you're telling folks, get get your respite now, because we're, we're about to go back in, as it were, I think is really important. Um, my concern has been since the election that people are like, oh, my God, that's over. And it's like, no, they're not over, not over by a long shot. And, and, you know, a lot of folks are like, well, Raina, can't you just fucking calm down for five minutes? And I'm like, no, I actually fucking can't <laughs> because I'm <laughs> too freaked out. <laughs> We're not in the worst-case scenario. I mean, that's, that's the big takeaway from the election. We are not in the worst case. We are in one of right. the middle paths away from this yeah. um, convergence. We're on one of the middle paths. We're not on the absolute best one, but we're certainly far from the worst one. So, you know, Granted, we need to be glad but, but isn't the opportunity for it to get really bad again just around the corner? I mean, I'm not saying it's going to. I'm just saying isn't the potential there if people don't oh, pay yeah. attention? There, there is certainly the potential for it to be very bad. I think, you know, the worst scenario in which in January we went into civil war, I think that was on the mm -hmm. table. That could have happened. And that mm -hmm. didn't happen. Um, you know, we had the capital insurrection, but it did not spread to other locations. And it did not prevent right. the Electoral College from being ratified. So, you know, we could be in a worse position, but that doesn't mean that we're not going, that there is no potential for us to be in a bad position. Um, exactly. You know, I, that scares me. I liken it to a hurricane. You know, when we get. Mm -hmm. The hurricane forecast that we've got a Cat 4 bearing down on North Carolina. And then, oh, my gosh, yeah. it's turning and it's staying out to sea. That doesn't mean we're never going to have a hurricane. <laughs> we can be very, very, very glad that this one missed us. But that doesn't sure. mean that we sure. can say, oh, gosh, we're done with hurricanes forever. Um, you know. So yeah. I, I think that's kind of where we are right now is we've avoided – 
at the moment the worst case scenario. Yeah. But we're not we're not <clears throat> out of the woods. And we're not, we're not even, out of the woods, children. <laughs> we're not out of the woods. I mean and, and you, know, you know, I just I just hope we're prepared when the time comes because the time is absolutely coming. There's no yes, doubt. Absolutely. I agree with you completely. I think the more we see of, you know, the radicalization of uh, anti-voting and and how widespread they are trying to make it, they're trying to make it impossible for certain people in the society, because they don't like the way they vote, to make sure they can't vote in by any means possible. I mean, they're already talking about the potential of, you know, ID, which, you know, voter ID had been something that had been talked about and then shelved, and now it looks like it's coming back again. And I just think it's really something that needs to be watched. You know, they are very determined to not oh, let, you know, black and brown people vote. It's it's frightening. But, you know, you know at the same time, I think that that certainly is an absolutely – Strong, strong danger. I think the other thing is to realize that some of these things are not going to work the way they thought they would. The campaign against mail-in voting in Georgia, mm-hmm. you know, recent, more recent studies have showed that the people who refrained from voting because they thought mail-in was not secure or was not fair or whatever were predominantly... Mm-hmm white and over 65 and Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. of those were in fact their own republican voters that they managed to suppress their own turnout so you know (laughs) it's obviously very concerning but at the same time that doesn't mean that it's going to necessarily work the way they want it to work yeah, I mean, I think anytime you, you know, and, and I have to admit, when the whole idea of getting rid of the filibuster was being introduced, I was concerned because I thought, well, what about when my team wants the filibuster and it's no longer available? And then it was explained to me, well, the filibuster doesn't really help us. Um, I don't know why. But apparently it's it's not something that Democrats have used effectively in the past. So, you know, the idea was, well, we just need to get rid of the filibuster. What is, what's your opinion about that? I, I wanted to ask you. You know, I'm of two minds about it. Um, yeah. I, I, at the same time that I am very frustrated with the current situation, I'm a mm-hmm. little reluctant to change the rules because mm-hmm. I do feel like at some times in the past that has checked the worst impulses. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it may, you know, it may be necessary. It may be that we have to burn that bridge. Um, wow. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant, but mm-hmm. I'm certainly willing to entertain the idea that, yeah, we really do need to make a deep change. Um, 
And, you know, if it bites us down the road, it bites us down the road. That maybe the danger of not doing it is greater than the danger of doing it. And, yeah, I, I guess that's where I am right now is maybe the danger of not doing it is greater than the danger of doing it. Not because there is no danger of doing it, but that right. deferred right. Exactly. peril, um, mm-hmm. you know. I thought that too because I was like, well, what kind of a risk are we taking and is the risk worth it, number one? Number two, once you start changing settled laws or established laws, are you not kicking the door open to have any time somebody wants to change something to make a case for just pretty much overthrowing the way things have been? And for the, and I know it doesn't always look this way, but for the most part, government can work um, when it's able to do what it's supposed to do, when it's not mired down in money and everybody's like, well, you know, both sides, I hear a lot of this both sides stuff, and both sides stuff really drives me nuts because there are definite differences. There's, there's a side that wants to limit voting for some people. They want to limit rights for other people. And the other side is like, no, we think people should have rights and, and we think everybody should vote. And I think that's a very distinct difference. I agree with you. So, yeah, it, maybe it is a very distinct difference. You know, difference. I think it, it is. And it's not to say that both sides aren't getting money. And it's not to say that both sides aren't getting money in ways that may be questionable. I don't know. I don't know about every inner working of government and how the, the sausage is made. However, just based on that difference alone is how I picked my side, you know. Um, so I kind of, you know, I'm sorry, you know, is it a perfect thing? Nothing's perfect. Government is not perfect. Politicians are never going to be perfect. There's, there's, everybody can find a flaw with anyone at any time. That's, that's just life. But the side that does not want to limit my friends' rights to be their authentic selves, that's the side Mm -hmm. I'm going for. You know, the side that says, listen, if you, if something, yeah, if something happens and you need to have a procedure so that you don't ruin your life and potentially that of a, a person who's not having a choice, um, yeah, I'm going for that side. That's kind of the side I want to be on, the, the side that says yeah. you're an adult, make your decisions, you know, and that's kind of the side I'm on. So, yeah, I mean, do I get accused of – you know, you're a social justice warrior. Yeah, okay, fine. Call me. I don't give a fuck. Call me whatever you want. The fact of the matter well, is is that I believe in folks having the right to make up their minds and live their lives and have a vote. A vote is our yeah. power as people. You know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why with some of these things like vaccinations, we are in a rough, situation because you know if I could say everybody in the country has to get vaccinated who doesn't have a medical reason not to there's an upside to that but but the downside to that is once you start interfering in people's personal medical decisions 
Once mm-hmm. you say, actually, somebody else gets to decide what medical treatment you have, oh, then we're on a really bad slope, you know? And but, Joe, but Joe, we do that with our kids. We don't let our kids go to school without certain vaccinations. They're not allowed in. Isn't that the same thing to a certain extent? Yes and no, because we're not saying the kids have to have them. We're saying they have to have them to attend this school. Right. Well, if I they mean, want to attend a private so school that doesn't require them, or they want to be homeschooled, right. then you have the right to do those things. And, you I know, just, it's one I thing to say. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one thing to say. You have to do X to do Y. And I don't have a problem with mm-hmm. saying you have, you have to do X to do Y. But, mm-hmm. you know, once we start saying you no longer have a choice about whether you do X. Right. You know, then we're well, in dangerous territory. Okay, but let's follow that to the next conclusion. Let's say a business decides because they're working with the public, that they want their employees, specifically those who may engage with the public or with other people, if you want to keep your particular job, you have to have a vaccination because it's a public health matter. Now, you're not I telling the person they can't. I think Do that's you? perfectly you legit. Yeah, and we okay. have that already. Okay. For example, when my Do daughter's it? boyfriend, yeah, for example, my yeah. daughter's boyfriend was studying to be a paramedic, and he had uh-huh. to have a whole battery of vaccinations, hepatitis, everything else, because having a paramedic who is not completely fully vaccinated with every optional vaccine is dangerous to him and dangerous to his patients. And so if he was going to work as a paramedic, he had to have all of the optional vaccinations. Now, he certainly didn't have to work okay. as a paramedic, but that was right. a, that's a requirement for that job. And, you know, that's logical. If you think about, you know, who may come in contact with someone who is ill with a contagious disease that, yeah. you know, is dangerous and that is not typically vaccinated for, because it's unusual. Mm-hmm. Who's going to come in contact? Well, the yeah. paramedic. <laughs> that's, that's the person at the greatest risk. And so it makes that's sense to, for, for North Carolina to say, if you're going yeah. to be a paramedic in North Carolina, you have to be vaccinated. Do you think that will move to other jobs? Do you think other companies are going to go the same route as this? I think some will, and I, I think some are likely to with forward-facing jobs and uh-huh. with jobs especially where they think their employees are going to be in a, a hazardous situation or a situation where they may um, pass it on. I, I think, for example, the first thing is going to be uh, hospitals and medical offices are going to say, look, yeah. if you're going to see patients, you need to be vaccinated. And for all I know, you know, some of them already have done that. I don't know. But um, um, 
I've heard that some have and that there was a walkout, or not a walkout rather, but um, there was a situation with a hospital where they were telling the staff that the staff needed to be vaccinated and several nurses said, no, and you can't fire us, and the hospital fired them anyway. I'll have to do more digging, but that was something, yeah. that was a story I was told by someone today. And I'm like, isn't wow. that interesting? You know? That is so interesting. I'm and I'm sure there will be lawsuits about it, but. Yeah. Um, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I think there are certainly businesses that are going to go in that direction. Um, I know that mm. my, my, uh, my sister works at Duke, and. Duke has said that students who intend to attend classes in person next fall must be vaccinated. Period. Mhm. Mhm. You, you don't have to attend a private I, I university if you don't want to. It, it is not a public sure. accommodation. You don't have to attend a private university, but if you're going to be in a dorm and you're going to be on campus and you're going to be in classrooms, you need to be vaccinated. Interesting. This is going to be fascinating to watch come the fall because as they are putting kids back in school, young and old, um, it's just going to be an interesting thing to watch, I feel, to see how organizations, schools, businesses handle the situation, especially with the increased um, cases of COVID because of the Delta variant. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be an interesting fall, y'all. <laughs> it saying. is. It is. So you know, you know. Um, as worried as we all are, I think we just need to try to get some rest this summer and see if we can recharge a little bit before challenges coming. Um, this is a marathon. And We've the got midterms. another three years. Yeah, and, and we've midterm. got midterms. Next year, so <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, kids, because the fight's going to start again. But you know, yeah. and and thankfully, Joe, you're you're you know, we have it set up for you to keep coming back on, you know, at least once a quarter to spend some time with me uh, to oh, actually have these conversations. And I and I love you for it. Thank you so much. But before we go, because the hours pretty much about to be up. Tell folks what you're working on. Tell folks if you're if you have any plans to uh to go anywhere in person where they can catch up with you. I know you and I have um, mentioned Mystic South coming up next year. I, I certainly hope I get to I see certainly Mystic hope South to make is going to be yeah. back. Yeah. I certainly hope to That'd make it awesome. to Mystic South. Yeah. Um, yep. Of course, it's you know a year out, so we'll all keep cross our fingers. But I, I hope to be there. Um, what am I working yeah. on right now? Let's see. I've just turned in a book to Llewellyn um, on great goddesses uh-huh. of the Hellenistic world, and so awesome. it's talking about specifically the syncretic goddesses, um, goddesses who did not who began belonging to a single culture but then became universally worshipped because they welcomed people of different backgrounds and how unusual yeah. that was and how important that is today. You know, today many of Absolutely. us don't feel drawn to what necessarily our parents or our grandparents or our genetic ancestors did as religious practice, but also think, you know, 
is it okay to adopt some other cultures, methods of worship, deities, as the syncretic goddesses of the Hellenistic world were goddesses that opened their doors and welcomed worshipers from different backgrounds. And so um, talking about these seven goddesses and how they're very relevant to our situation today. So that will be sometime in 22. I don't have a release date on that yet. I've just turned in the first first round of it. Um, I also have a fiction book coming out in December. Uh, It's called Sounding Dark, and it's a space opera, and it is about the pagan gods of space. Um, Nice. humans ventured out into the universe, what faces, what names would we put on deity? And particularly Mm -hmm. focusing on a priestess of the Lady of the Void, um, the Lady of the Darkness Between the Stars. Wow. And oh my uh, gosh. that's exciting. Yeah, it's really fascinating. It's really interesting. So Sounding Dark is coming December first. Um and I'll talk mm-hmm. more about that I'm sure between now and then. But um it's on sure. the way and it's the first of a series. Um so that's the second one in the series will be out sometime in twenty two. So I'm very, uh-huh. very busy right now. Yeah, you are. (laughs) You are just making all kinds of things happen, which I think is amazing because, you know, and, and I know I get stuck in, in a lot of my concerns about the things going on, but just remember, you still have to put dinner on the table and work. So, you know, please don't think I'm non-functional. I'm very much functional. I don't know. Oh, no, I'm talking to the audience because you know me. Um, but I'm, yeah. I'm indeed very functional. It just I just worry about saving the world, and I know that's not possible. But it doesn't mean I don't want to fucking try. But anyway, that's just me. Yeah, no, I, and this is why I have Joe on as much as I do because I think her wisdom um, helps me uh, realize that everything is not in the immediate and that, you know, you still have to get onions for the meatloaf no matter what's going on. So, you know, I just want folks to be aware and, and to not not lose sight of the fact that we are still, uh, you know, it, the battle's not over. We can take the respite now, but it, it's coming back. Just, I just want folks to be prepared and to not let things slide too much. Please stay aware. Please stay vigilant. Please encourage folks to vote around you, local elections, all politics are local. It's actually very, very true. Um, so, you know, just just stay, stay vigilant, stay aware, stay engaged. Even if you have to back away, stay somewhat engaged as much as you can because all kinds of crazy things are, are coming down the pike with, you know, with the voter suppression laws and, you know, it's just, it's getting crazy out there. Just just be aware of it. But anyway, Joe, thank you so much for spending some time well, with me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm always glad I, to come I, and talk, I, and I'm so glad to be on your yeah. show. 
Well, thank you again, and I will talk to you again very soon. And I think our, right. I think our dates for the year are already set. So I will be talking to you soon. Have a wonderful weekend, and thank you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, everybody, the books are The Great Wheel and Winter by Joe Graham. Those are just two of her many, many books. But The Great Wheel and Winter are really about what's the, the line between our past and what's happening now going into the future. There, It's a great set. And I can't recommend it highly enough. I, I really recommend you go out and get them. Anyway, I am off for the rest of the weekend. I will see you guys on Friday. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon.